What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? Welcome in. What's the spread? We are off and running. Mr. Brad Thomas, how we doing? Doing amazing. Another day, another chance to talk college football, NFL football with you. A lot going on, man. Uh, college football season's really kicking into gear. We are just over a week away from Big Ten football joining the party. But until that happens, we have the game of the year. Oh Everyone my had it circled. God. And now, because of how good Georgia has looked, yes. it really is a playoff preview. Number three, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Bama, six and a half point favorites. It's an eight o'clock p.m. game. You can catch it on CBS. This is the big one. I got to ask you first, how are we feeling about the Crimson Tide? Miles, I am not worried about the Crimson Tide at all. Generally, when we uh, first, okay, first and foremost, the line has moved to four and a half. But either way, I'm still taking Alabama to win and cover the spread here. Um, what about you first? And I'll tell you why. Yeah, so at six and a half, I, I, had, I had to take Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. So I got my reasons over there. So okay. let me hear it. So this series against the spread in the last three is one, one, one. It, it's okay. pretty even. Bama owns it straight up, right? For me, I think it's a lot of what have you done for me recently in this game that is leading the Sharps, the public, everyone to hammer Georgia, right? Georgia's 2-1 and one against the spread this season. Bama's only 1-2 and two against the spread. We have, tech, we have Georgia who played Tennessee great, but are we just going to forget that first half? We're going to... There's a lot of things that happened in that Georgia-Tennessee game where it's, it, the, the spotlight was too big for Tennessee, right? They held Eric Gray to, what, 25 yards? But to me, it's this Bama offense that really, really has has me giddy. I'm excited. It's something that we, we didn't have because we had Tua, but it was a lot of Tua forcing the issue, and he really showed his brilliance come through. With Mac Jones, I think that our team is so complete now that he has no pressure. Like, the offensive line is better. Our running game is a lot stronger. Najee Harris winning Maxwell Player of the Week last week and SC Player of the Week. We have Mac Jones who, with the effortless uh, mantra I guess he's going by where I'm just doing the right thing, just trying to show who I am. He leads the league in, in total QBR, right? Alabama. One thing they do historically well, after against the spread losses, or after they've given up 40 points or had terrible defensive performances, they bounce back. They are 6-0 against the spread following an against-the-spread loss. They're 4-0 against the spread in their last four games following 40-point games. You remember the last match between these two teams was a pretty bad Alabama defense. It was uh, 35-28 versus Georgia. And at one point, everyone thought Alabama was a lose. I think that this offense is good enough to weather the defensive storm because it's no it's no joke that everyone knows Georgia's good. But Nick Saban, even though he's not going to be there, you better believe in these Zoom meetings that he's having, he's getting his players ready. Another thing that kind of tilted my tide of thinking, football is such an emotionally filled game. These players, especially on defense, because those are the closest players to Saban, are going to be up and ready for that game. All the, I swear to you, all they're saying in the locker room is, yo, we got to do this one for coach. We got to do this one for coach. And this, I don't know if this is going to be an asterisk when it becomes 22 and 0 against former assistant coaches, but I think they're going to win this game. And I think that it's going to be a lot like the Ole Miss game where they're throwing punches back and forth. And the second Ole Miss kicks a field goal, it's not going to be nearly as high as, but the second Ole Miss, I mean, uh, Georgia does that one thing. 
where Alabama gets that seven-point lead, Alabama's going to stretch it to 14, stretch it to 10. It, I feel like it's, well, first of all, Saban not being there, I don't think is going to make a difference. I don't think uh, so. As far as, you know, you know, looking at the spread. But it definitely is something to consider. I feel like Alabama, like the past two years, have become a much different style of football team where <clears throat> they're really just going to make you keep up with them. Well, especially this year. Yeah. I was watching the Ole Miss game last weekend, and it, I will say it was the first time in a long time where I actually thought Alabama was in trouble. Even though uh, they were keeping the pace of the game, I just thought, Ole Miss had the offensive game plan that was good enough to keep up with them. But that's what Bama's is going to do, right? They're going to make you keep up with them on the scoreboard. Najee Harris had over 200 rushing yards, yes, five, five scores. Yes. I mean, this kid is going off. But Georgia, for me, why I'm leaning Georgia, even with a four-and-a-half point spread, I would bet on Georgia to at least keep this a three-point game. The defense is good every single year. Yes. But it's especially good this year. At a time when nobody is playing good defense in the league. Yeah. The Georgia defense only giving up 12.3 points per game. They're only allowing 1.5 yards per carry. I feel like if they can just contain Najee Harris or contain the Alabama offense, they only need a couple of stops. I was not a believer in Spencer Bennett, but I'm going to tell you right now, Spencer Bennett. That's in, yeah. Or, uh, sorry, yeah. No, you're good. Uh, looks, looks better than uh, Murray ever did. Yes. Uh, like leading this offense. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I feel like on, you know, on those two sides where they have the defense, they have a little bit of the offense. But the question is, how is Georgia's defense going to play? Because if they can't stop Alabama, yes. if they're giving up the points, they will not keep up. Yeah. It, you know, I was really, I'm still worried about Georgia's defense. One thing that makes me a little bit more excited or a little less anxious is you look at the caliber of quarterbacks they have played so far, where you have Felipe Franks, you have Bo Nix, and you have Quintanamo. I can't even pronounce his last Fair. name. And if you eliminate the running game from all three of those teams, they are obsolete. Now, Georgia has to do. This will be a true test of how good that defense is because they have to eliminate the running game and the passing game. And they haven't had to do that yet for either of these games. You saw when Tennessee had to win the ball, win the game with, with their quarterback's arm. He threw an interception. He he couldn't keep sustained drives. That defense is that good, but also Tennessee is that one-sided. We'll see a lot about both teams for this game. So I'm very excited. As a sports better, I will not bet the game, I'm going to bet props around it because, like you said, you made very good points. Like I said, I've made very good points, and I think it's that yeah. close. And I think both teams are going to prove uh, why this is a potential college football playoff preview. Yes. I mean, it is two of the best four teams in the country. There's no doubt about that. So I think more so than Alabama, this is really going to tell me where Georgia is at because every time I I feel like Georgia is turning a corner, they can't show up with yeah. the big performance. Um, they're gonna need. Some, this is a time to do that. They're gonna need Zaire White to run the ball because I don't think Stetson Bennett's gonna beat Alabama with his arm. They're gonna need yards on the game. Well, it just won't be enough. Yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying at like, that point. Because Zaire White has to you, do something. You got, you got to figure Bama's at least putting up 35 yes. points in this game. I mean, that's minimum. Yeah. So if you're Georgia, you're game planning around that. Yes. All right. What's next? Up next, hold on. Let me pull this game up real quick. Next, we have. Oh, great. I've been wanting to talk about this game. We have UCF. UCF Knights. A three-point favorite traveling to Memphis. Unranked UCF. Unranked UCF. Dropped hard after that Tulsa loss. Miles, which side of the coin are you going? So, 
Here's the thing. The against the spread numbers are telling me to bet against the Knights. The Knights are 4-9 against the spread in their last 13 games. 1-5 yes. against the spread in their last six conference yes. games. However, I do think the spread is very favorable, even on the road here. Uh, I'm taking the Knights minus three. I'm taking the Knights minus three as well. I have all those stats written down, Miles. The 4-9 against the spread in their yeah. last 13, 4 And it's fair to say that because UCF has had trouble covering the spreads. But as we mentioned, UCF is one of those teams who doesn't normally get a favorable yes, spread. never. And especially after the Tulsa loss, you know that this was a big adjustment. Yes. The Tulsa game was kind of unfair. It's kind of a line-through game where you... It's yeah. a weather game. Your quarterback's not playing sure. well, and your coach just got out It was a tough letdown. It was yes. a tough letdown. What, 22-9 to 9 was, the, was the final outscoring Honestly, of Tulsa? Honestly, uh, yeah, and I thought the game was in hand in the first half. Yes. I, I thought it was completely 16, over. 16-0 uh, to zero um, or something Gabriel like that. Gabriel still had a good game. It just, it just wasn't a good second-half game plan. But this Memphis secondary yes. cannot stop anybody. Shane Bouchelle had a field day. I mean, they could not, and that was Bouchelle. Gabriel is going is to annihilate at this least three hundred and fifty yards, and UCF's not going to turn the ball over. No. Whereas I feel like they're going to be able to force some turnovers on Memphis. Yeah, you see, I mean, DG has two interceptions, and I think the bye week's really going to help UCF with that. Agreed. That up tempo offense, it sometimes gets you in trouble with with silly penalties like false starts. Yeah. This right. bye weeks and help you clean And they've that been battle tested now. Yes. All their games have been on the road. They've yes. only played one game at home. Yes. So I feel like that's only good for them. This is a big game. Big game. This is a game that turns your season this way or the next. Yes. Are you going to stay in the race for the conference? Or are you going or are you to fall back? And for me, another thing that really made me excited was Miles. When was the last time Memphis beat UCF? Yeah. I, I feel like UCF, but how good are these games? It's 13. 13 straight victories for That's the crazy. UCF Knights. And Memphis has had them beat three times. Yes, easily. Three times. Yes. In the past two and a half years. Yep. I mean, so this game is always good, but with but usually the spread is so much bigger for UCF. Yes. Memphis can score two, don't get me wrong, but the fact that Memphis, the secondary, is just so depleted and so weak, Yes, I think it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. All right, moving on to Kentucky and Tennessee. Oh, yes. Number 18, Tennessee. They are favored by six points here for a 12 o'clock start. How do they... Bounce back after, you know, uh, what everybody was calling a program-defining game against Georgia where they had such a good first half, but Georgia just really showed their depth in that second half. I like Tennessee here to bounce back minus six because Kentucky's offense has shown me nothing, nothing. that makes me believe that they can cover plus six points. Miles, you know, I've watched a lot of Kentucky, watched a lot of Tennessee, obviously as the SEC guy. And on like if you watch separate if you watch the game separately, it's you think it's gonna be a lot closer than it is. And then I started getting into the trends, right? And I was like, man, Kentucky's five and zero against the spread against teams with winning records, five and one in their last six September games. But then against Tennessee, they are awful. The all time record of this game is eighty one to twenty five in Tennessee's favor. Tennessee has a bounce back game here, and agreed. One thing that a lot of people, especially public, I haven't seen what the public money is. I didn't check. They're gonna forget. That Tennessee played probably the best team in the country defensively. Yep. The numbers don't say so for Georgia. They're the number one defense in the SEC. But I don't think Kentucky can can stop Eric Gray in this great offensive line. It's going to be one of those weird games where Kentucky might might score 28 points, but it's going to be a field day on the ground for Eric Gray in that great backfield. And you mentioned the game history. Uh, last 13 home games against Kentucky, they're 10-3 and three against the spread. Another thing I liked, Brad, looking at box scores, Kentucky yes. in their 24-2 win against Mississippi State last week forced six turnovers and only scored 24 yes. points. How do you do that? It felt like Kentucky had the ball the entire game. Yeah. So, yeah, 
the Kentucky defense looked really good, but to be fair, the Mississippi State offense has looked horrible since Awful. week one. Whereas Tennessee still has that good offensive line. Yes. They still don't make mistakes. They still they showed us what they could do in that first half against Georgia. They're yeah. getting there. It's a step in the right direction. That Tennessee game was purely um I wanted to say this. Experience, and we've been there before. The re- is the reason they lost because they got to the right. locker room and they're like, "Are we really going to do this? Yeah, exactly. We, are we doing this? Exactly. We're going to do this." But Georgia, we're in this. Yeah, we know we're in this. Kentucky, I mean Tennessee now gets to play a Kentucky team where they're better than them on all sides of the ball, both sides of the ball, every aspect. Great. Six points is favorable. I think it's going to be an easy fourteen point win by them. All right, moving on to a team we have not uh, been oh, able to talk man. about. Ah, uh, this game is interesting. We have Louisville taking on number four Notre Dame. Notre Dame is laying. 16 and a half points. Who are you going with? I like Notre Dame to cover here. Minus 16 and a half. I'm looking at about a 38 to 17 score. Uh, Louisville's lost three straight games. They're on a downslide. 2-7-1 against the spread in their last 10 road games. Who do you like? I'm going with Notre Dame as well. Listen, I'm not one to talk about sharp money too op- 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 like too often. Okay. Like sharp money is great, but sharps do lose like 46, 47 percent of the time. So if you if you just follow in sharp money, you're probably going to lose overall because it's it's too it's too tight of a window to check. Miles, 53 percent of the bets are on Louisville to cover, and it's really sharp I just think money it's is 73 percent. For Notre Dame, Notre Dame, yeah, that that, that doesn't surprise me because I feel it like just because it's such a big spread. Yeah, they're it like, looks oh nice. yeah, I think this is a, is a, has trap written all over it for public betters. Yeah, like they're like, I'm with you. Notre Dame doesn't, hist- and I've heard this three weeks in a row. Notre Dame doesn't historically cover big spreads. Notre Dame has blown out three opponents in a row. You already said you already said the the the, the trend that I really liked with Louisville, but I'm also going to look back at that Georgia Tech game. They made. Uh, was Jeffrey Sims look like an all-star. Two touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns yeah. on the ground. They allowed 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter versus an offense that struggles to score points. Are you kidding me? Ian Book has yet to have a 300-yard game this season. I think it's either going to be he has a 300-yard game or Louisville doesn't score enough points where he doesn't play in the fourth, the third or fourth quarter. And that's only because Notre Dame has been so good on the ground that yes. Ian Book hasn't really had to air it oh out. Oh, my God. Uh, but they've been really good at home. Their last 21 home wins... They're winning by an average of 24 points. Yes. I mean, so it, when we're talking about covering those spreads, I actually feel like this spread should be more. I feel like I it, think should it should be, be up 21. near the, the yeah, 20, 20 five, and a half, yeah. 21. So when I saw it here, and keep in mind, guys, Notre Dame missed three weeks. Yes. They missed nine days of practice. They didn't even have all their guys back. Yep. So they had a slow start against Florida State. Yeah. How about, the, it, it's another adjustment. Yes. It's okay. Well, everyone's going to go towards Louisville to cover here because they didn't look good against Florida State. It was a slow start. No. They took care of business. Now they're back in rhythm. Uh, and I'm telling you, I, I think it's a really good Notre Dame team. They're good on both sides of the ball. And I think they're going to start to make some noise here as the season goes along. I, I agree. And I'm glad you alluded to their running game. My God, Williams and... um. Uh, Flim Flimmeister. Each game, you don't know. It's like fire and lightning. Which which uh, running back is going to annihilate you? Both of them running for a hundred yards or receiving for a hundred yards in the game. Ian Book is like, wait, I don't have to do anything. Yeah, I just exactly. hand the ball to one of these guys and takes a lot of pressure man, off him. That's a good. This is a good game for me to just be like confident with my bet and watch watch. The Louisville show just crumble because I feel so bad for Cunningham. He does everything in his power. He had a good game against Georgia Tech. They he's, are just he's not a bad QB. Awful. Just, yeah. Uh, Louisville is just not where they need to be right no. now. No. 
All right, last Saturday before Big Ten football. Really excited about that. Really excited for the Georgia-Bama game, yes. obviously. All right, underdogs. Sizzling hot. Dude. My friend, you are 5-0. and oh. I am 4-1. and one. Dude. Uh, I'll take a combined 9-1 and one with our dogs. Hopefully, you've been betting them, making some money. Everybody wants to know, who are you going with next? Riding the hot streak. Before I give my pick, I want to say two things. First thing, guys... Do not buy too much into this sharp money. This is where the pros are at because the pros told you Coastal was a bad bet at at plus two. Well, we got plus two eighty, and then it was a bad bet at plus two fifty. It dropped all the way down before game uh, before the line was re released at plus two ten. Then the line was plus seven, plus seven and a half, and these are all the lines I took every single time. And then the line again got to plus nine, then plus nine and a half. I, I bought up to plus ten. This week is a lot tougher. But I went with this plus 12 spread because I like Boston College and what they're doing with their quarterback. I'm taking Boston College a plus 350 underdog to number 23, Virginia Tech. All right. Well, it, it, it's it's really the ACC, uh, like those mid-tier teams, yes. have really been, I mean, I called NC State last yeah, you week did. over Virginia. I yep. mean, so I, I, I love it. Great pick there. All right. I'm going to go on uh, with a Friday night game here. We got... Everyone's darling right now, BYU, going up against Houston. Houston is plus five. They've only played one game, a 49-31 win over Tulane, but we still don't exactly know what we have with this Houston team, but I like what I see enough to get a big Friday night upset. <laughs> I am so glad you picked that game. Dude, this is another game where the public, everyone everyone's is hammering be, BYU. BYU. BYU looked lackluster they are the darling last game. Right now. Yeah. And... I no think one Houston's knows who the team is. I mean, 49 points over a good Tulane team. They that, were firing on all cylinders. That Houston game, if you watch that game from start to finish and you take away two Houston scores, you think Houston gets annihilated. Yeah. They're just kicking themselves in the foot with turn. And it's not like bad turnovers. It's unfortunate. Block kicks, fumbles. I'm so glad you said that. I really like that. BYU looks good, but it's a prime spot for an upset. All right, so let's see if we can keep it going. Before we get into the NFL, let's take a break for our sponsors. Hey, Miles, you know what be pretty cool? If there's a social media app just for sports. You know, Brad, I was just thinking that. Like a social media app where there's a feed, where you can post about your picks, see what others are saying about the game, and you know how I love to see how the lines move throughout the week. Well, you're in luck. Vigit is the best social media platform just for sports. When you download Vigit, use promo code SPREAD and create your account today. All right, my friend, rapid fire NFL. Here we go. We're talking about the Brownies again. They came oh, through for us last week. How God. about that? Thank Love you, that. We, we go yes. with the Browns. Felt good about it. <laughs> They're at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are minus three and a half. I am going with Pittsburgh here. Who do you like? Are you going with Cleveland two weeks in a row? I am not. But listen, I feel like I should be very justified in not in fading the Steelers. Steelers beat the, the Giants. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Texans. They beat the Eagles. The Eagles had a chance to win that game at one point. I should be afraid. But that is n- not in my, my pure view. We have the Cleveland Browns here. Yep. They looked good. They look really good. And, and they have looked pretty good since week one. But... I, okay, so I'm going to be uh, very transparent. Mm-hmm. I put a Super Bowl win bet on the Steelers before the season started. Ben Roethlisberger has only thrown one interception this year, 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. This is his first true t- test against a, a good defensive line, in my opinion. But I think that they do just enough to win and cover this game. For me, it, it, it's the history, man. The Browns cannot beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And with only three and a half points, I'm all over the Steelers to cover here. The Browns have lost 16 straight games in Pittsburgh. They're 1-7 and seven against a spread in their last eight row games. Terrible. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Browns are not going to come through two weeks in a row 
It's not going to happen. Because no. if that does happen, then this division race might be taking a turn. Yes. It will be a statement. But for me, three and a half, because of the history, it's almost a money line for me. So I'm going with the Steelers, man. I mean, the Steelers offense, like this, we all know the Steelers defense is good. The Steelers' offense is different this year. They actually have that full complement of great players. They have good tight ends, which you know Ben loves his reliable and tight end. Claypool had a Claypool breakout is game. that Marky? Um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting his name. The pothead, Martavius Bryant. He is the the Martavius. <laughs> right. oh, sorry, it's the only way I forgot about him. He's the Martavius Bryant that he's missed. There are that yeah. that Antonio Brown deep threat, that gadget guy who can make a big play out of anything. Yeah. Um, and then you have Juju who is. A great receiver. I, I'm liking the pieces they have on this team. We really do need to get James Conner going. Only rushing for 230 yards. Or it's around 230 yards this season. They're going to need him to step up at some point. And why not start now? Yeah, Conner reminds me of like a veteran pitcher with a mid-ERA who he's kind of Mr. Reliable. Like, you know that he's going to go out there. He's going to give you, you know, five, six innings. Yeah. He's going to give you a chance to win the game. But he really hasn't been spectacular. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, moving on here. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. I feel like we're talking about the Chiefs and the Bills every week. Yes. Uh, they seem to be at the top of the headline. And here we go. They're playing. The Chiefs are minus four. The Bills just got whooped. Dude. The other night. I mean, just straight up whooped by Every the Tennessee Titans. aspect of that game they Every were getting beat at. Every single aspect. All of it. My I mean, God. defensively, special teams, off it. Oh, my offensive God. Offensive line, defense, up front, stiff arms. I mean, Derrick Henry made them look like children. Derrick Henry made them into memes. <laughs> I mean, damn. And it didn't take long. I mean, it was 20 yeah. seconds before that was the most popular meme yes. on the internet. Yes. Oh, my There's, God. Who? I mean, the Bills just look outmatched. And listen. They were due for a backslide. Yes. You and I thought it was going to happen in Las Vegas. Yeah. There, there, there was a couple times there. Um, they were due for it. But here's the thing. The Chiefs are also looking for a bounce back. Yes. I'm surprised they gave up 40 points to the Raiders because I really feel like their defense has looked pretty good this year. That was surprising for me. For me, I wasn't surprised in that, that Chiefs-Raiders game. I mean, the, uh, the Raiders-Chiefs game because I bet the, I bet the Raiders uh, total points first quarter, um, first half in full game. What I was surprised in was the fact that they had scored, what, 28 points in the first half, and then the Chiefs couldn't find the end zone. They yep. couldn't sustain drives. That's what surprised me. They have those moments where they it's almost like they're bored in the middle of the game. Yeah. You know, but then they come back and give you a chance to win. But Okay, so both teams looking for a bounce back. Yes. I'm going with the Chiefs here, minus four, even on the road. Who do you like? I'm taking the Chiefs as well. What really finally showed was... Superman kind of got a little nink in his armor where he showed that he's human. You know, when you're playing at such a high level, it, you feel untouchable. And then there's that one thing that happens, that one mistake you make. Josh Allen was throwing interceptions like he was giving out candy on Halloween. Yeah, and the other thing that I wanted to mention about the difference between these two losses, the Bills were playing the Titans, who it, it was not a division game. No. Uh, the Chiefs Raiders should be competitive because yes. they play twice a year. The, they know each other the very Titans well. The Titans haven't even freaking practiced. Yeah, so that was it, it was just really... Uh, Really bad for the, the Bills to come out that way. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. They're 12-2 and two against the spread in their last 14 row games. We've talked about them before. They are yes. still a covering machine. Yes. So instill they, uh, until they tell me or show me otherwise, yes. give me two weeks in a row where they don't cover the spread. Maybe we can talk. Yes, and even, But okay, I'm still going to be on the Even Kansas from a City betting train. standpoint, no one on earth should have taken an 11.5-point spread. Um, on, well, they were on the road. Their spreads have been ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, also, the Bills need to get their running game going. Singletary... Mm. You have him, yeah, use him. Yeah, we talk him. about that because I, I feel like Josh Allen is like their only running yes, option. Yes, you right. have to use him if you have yeah. him. I'm tired of seeing Josh Allen having to win the game by himself. Yeah. A lot of that could have been taken away if you pound the rock. 
Like, I want Singletary to get 17. If you're going to want run one back, I want him to have 17 carries. Yeah. Make him the workhorse. Yeah. All right, what's next? Next, we have the Chicago Bears traveling to take on the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Miles, I am going to go with the Chicago Bears. Ah, reason being. Mm -hmm. I called the Bears imposters. You did. You you were very adamant about them being a joke. I I still think think the Bears are imposters. Mm -hmm. But you can be an imposter and still win games when you're playing against teams that have reasons why you're beating them. Like you look at Tampa Bay playing the, the Buccaneers. The entire receiving core for the Buccaneers is hurt. Mike Evans is playing on one leg. I'm not going to go through the whole gamut because they earned that win. They yeah. have a top five defense. And you know what's different about this team? I mean, you know what's special about this team, even though I'm calling them imposters? I think... And, and guys, Bears fans, do not hit my inbox. Give me hearts and love letters. I think that this Bears team I don't think to worry about that. has a better defense and better weapons for uh, uh, as as far as wide receivers than that Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles is in a better situation because he has no pressure. The running game sucks. But the wide receivers are good, and they're gonna. The defense is gonna hold the uh, teams under twenty eight points. And special teams is good. And special teams is good. They're very well coached. I think that this is going to be the surprise team of the season, and everyone's going to be like, "We should have never drafted Mitchell Trubisky." Um, but let me go ahead and shout out Mike Davis real quick for the Panthers. Um, this is on such a tangent, but Mike sure. Davis over two hundred and twenty yards. Oh, he's in two been the games. difference maker. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get enough credit either. Teddy Bridgewater. Bro, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Bridgewater is playing really good football. Over 1,400 yards through the air. So I'm with the Panthers here, minus two and a half. I will say, you know how I love uh, the line movement. This game opened with the Bears as two and a half point favorites. And it's already moved to the Panthers minus two. So that does make me wary, where I feel like the Bears are a huge value bet in this spot. Uh, There's no doubt about it. With two and a half, you might as well do money line. But the Panthers have been playing really good ball. Bridgewater has been playing a ball control, make no mistakes. Kind of offense. And the Panthers are winning games without McCaffrey, which is really impressive. Yes. You mentioned Davis. He's playing lights out. On the other side, the Bears against the spread numbers. 5-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 17 games. 2-5 and five against the spread in their last 7 on the road. Carolina on the other end. 7-1-1 one one against the spread in their last 9 at home versus teams with winning records. Did I ever think that we were going to be talking about the Panthers and the Bears as being a good football game at this point? Crazy, right? No, I did not. But... To both of our points, we got two teams who are actually playing pretty good football yeah. right now. Say what you will about the Bears and Bucks game. The Bucks are a good team. Yes. And it was a hard-fought, gritty That was an amazing game. effort by the Bears. It was. And they found a way to win. The Panthers have been doing the same on the other side. Not with as good a competition. Um, but I'm really, really curious to see uh, which way this comes out. All right. What are we ending with? Oh, man. I'm so stoked to talk about this game. It's the Los Angeles Rams. Three and a half point favorite. Traveling to the San Francisco 49ers. Sunday night football. Sunday night football. Who you got? Okay. I'm taking the Rams. You have to. Minus three and a half. Why is the line only three and a half? What is happening? The 49ers are a mess. They are a dumpster fire right now. Garoppolo, the the $100 million man getting benched. I mean, so many injuries on defense. Sherman is still going to be out. No identity. Losses to the Dolphins and the Eagles back-to-back. The Dolphins. I'm not going to bet on a team that just lost to the freaking Dolphins two weeks ago. Miles. And the Rams are playing like one of the best teams in the league right now. Wait, I'm so pissed because you're talking about the Dolphins game. I put the Dolphins in a teaser because I was like, dude, I need to get as many points as I can. They went outright. This defense sucks. 
but what is Vegas seeing is is where I am curious as to this three. There's there's got to be something historically with San Francisco at home on a Sunday night. But here's the other thing, if you can believe it, the Niners open as three point favorites. Yes, how is that possible? I think that Vegas Guys, Rams all over the Rams here. You know, Vegas sets the line super sharp here. You know. Mm. Um, but I'm taking the Rams. I don't normally bet too many sides in the NFL personally. Like I try to find maybe two or three games that I really enjoy. This is going to be a game where I have to take the Rams. Uh, and and if I lose, if the 49ers come out and put up an amazing performance, the Rams, you listen, can't be mad about it at that point. Rams. Yeah. Two and two against the spread in their last four. No one cares about that. The Rams have everything you need. Jalen Ramsey is playing lights out. You have a great running back trio. Yeah. Cam Akers was finally healthy, so you got Daryl Henderson, who scored what two times last good. week. Yeah. We have Mac uh, Mac Brown, and then we have I mean Malcolm, whatever his name is, Malcolm Brown, yeah, Malcolm Brown, and then we have Cam Akers. This backfield is fun, but you know what's also great? Robert Woods is still playing at a high level. Yeah, Robert Woods has been the difference in this offense, and McVay is finding ways to use him. Every single week. Honestly, even with the record uh, being what it is, I think the Rams are actually quietly one of the best teams in the league yes, right now. And, yes. and we've talked about the Rams uh, a couple times already this year. Uh, but watch out. They're 10-3 against the spread in their last 13 road games. Tell me. The Niners won 7-1 against the spread in their last nine games in the division. How yes. is that a thing? One seven and one against the spread in their last nine division games. Miles, this is the start of the end for this year of the 49ers. And it's gonna be so annoying that the 49ers are gonna have a terrible season or terrible in their standards, and they're gonna get a great draft pick, and then all of their players are gonna be healthy next year, and then everyone's gonna be like, Where'd the 49ers come from? No, they were just injured. They loaded up on a draft pick. But this is this is LA's year to to show how good they are. Yeah. I know, I know that we disagreed on the Bears-Panthers game, but for me, this week in the NFL, I saw four spreads that I think were really favorable to beat Vegas, and I'm looking to hit three out of four here. Yes, that's, I think that's That's kind of where I'm at. I think we can do it. Um, you know, we've watched a ton of football. We're at that point, you know, every year for our podcast, we get to that point in the season where we've seen these teams enough. Yeah, we we've are, talked we about them enough. To, yeah, and, we start to yeah. heat up, we dig into them, we watch film, like... Even in college football, like me going back and watching Notre Dame film when I've watched them play already, it's like yeah. we're just watching enough film, watching enough highlights to go and, and check it out. I, I'm excited to uh, see what we come up with. And we got a lot of exciting uh, games coming up in college football, like down the light, like talking about Notre Dame hosting Clemson. Yes. I think that, I mean, that's going to be a huge, we're going to talk about where by, by the end of the season, I really think we're going to have at least six teams that are going to make a uh you know, have a resume good enough yes. to make the playoff, and the committee is going to have a decision on their hands. A decision. I mean, we could have a you know eight and one Penn State team with their only loss being an Ohio State. We could yes. have an undefeated Ohio State team. We could have a one loss Georgia team. I mean, we could have the undefeated Alabama. We could have Clemson. We could have Notre Dame with only one loss or undefeated. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's we could have wild. North we, Carolina with right. one loss because I I doubted North Carolina. Yeah. Oh yeah, you you had Virginia Tech in that game. Yes. That was a wild game, by the way. Yes. Anyway, I could go on forever, but uh, that was fun. Guys, thank you so much to uh, listening to What's the Spread. I hope you guys win some money. Uh, make sure you download Vigit, V-I-G-I-T. Take care, guys. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck with your bets.